Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast, podcast where we talk about just about anything. And we'd like to keep it around safety management. We'd like to keep it around organizational behavior, maybe some leadership topics. But the idea is to be a podcast where we can learn things together to just help our do our jobs just a little bit better. And for today, the the topic of power has been really resonating in my mind. And this is a result of talking to a lot of safety managers in the course of work and when I'm out conferences or whatnot and love talking to you all. But it, it comes down to what power do the safety managers have in the organization? And and what I mean by that is what ability do we have as safety managers to influence or affect change through power as a leader? And I always contend that we are safety leaders. We may not be in a position of leadership, so to speak, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I think we are all safety leaders. In fact, that we can influence individuals and that influence actually happens through power. And there's been a lot of research a lot of writing, a lot of books on power and obtaining power. But I would like to talk about the different elements of power or the scale of power, if you will, what defines power and talk about what we could leverage to have more power. So let's dive into it. And I want you to picture a triangle, kind of a pyramid, if you will, Heinrich's pyramid. But in this pyramid, we have six different levels. And we shouldn't look at them as levels necessarily as what's better or what's worse. But I want to look at these as different elements of power and how to obtain power. So the bottom three are actually related to the organization. And these three, we may really have a hard time with, depending where we are in the organization. The three at the bottom are legitimate, reward, and coercive power. And these are available to leaders that are in a position of leadership. Now, when I say position of leadership, I mean in the corporate hierarchy. Legitimate power is that you have the authority. You are in that position. So if you truly are like a vice president of safety or truly are like a president of safety or even a director in its true sense, you may have some legitimate power. You may have some authority as you're in your position in order to influence in leadership. Now, my experience is, I want to put an asterisk on there, we call it a director of safety sometimes just because we've seen that in other writings or we've seen that in other standards that this director of safety, that's what it's called, and it's not really related to legitimate power. It's just a placeholder, if you will. I can't think of a different term, but that is the best I can describe it, is that you are a director in name only. Whereas you're not really a director in terms of legitimate power, legitimate authority. But going into the next two, reward and coercive, which is punishment. So as a result of the legitimate power, you should have the authority to provide rewards for people doing correct actions or using rewards to influence correct action. Or you should have the power to apply punishment. I know that's such a harsh word, but you should have the power to apply punishment to influence correct, act, correct actions. 
what we have is legitimate reward and coercive. And those are very related to the organization. And I think that's sometimes where this position of safety, at least in the past, and I think it's getting better, but in the past, we were given this title, but we were given no power with a title, no authority, no reward capability or punishment capability. We do not have power in that position, even though we are called director of safety. We cannot use those tools, or they may not be at our disposal, in order to affect change in the organization or to get things done in the organization. So case in point, it may be this is an issue I dealt with as director of safety. I was the director level, which in all intents and purposes should have put me on the same level as director of operations. And the chief pilot obviously reports to the director of operations. So in theory, as a director of safety, I should have been higher in the corporate structure than a chief pilot. In theory, it wasn't that way at all. And the chief pilot at this organization actually was reticent to do anything related to the safety management system. And in my position as director, I'm doing air quotes, I had no power in terms of authority to provide reward or punishment to change his behavior. And that's frustrating. And a lot of us may have that same challenge. We don't have the power associated or that's supposed to be associated with our title. And for us to influence change, to influence behavior, to influence engagement within the safety management system, it's very difficult if we have to rely on those three tools. Fortunately, there are two more tools that we can use, and they're higher up in the pyramid. And the one source of power is your expertise is your competency. It's your knowledge. And this is the one that makes a difference. And probably the one, if I may, that comes most into relief after an audit, especially if your safety management system is dinged. Or with the impending regulation to have to implement a safety management system, people are going to be looking to you as the expert. So with that expert knowledge, with that expertise, you have power, but you have to be knowledgeable. And that includes continuous study, that includes understanding safety management, that includes risk management principles. Everything that you would be taught as a safety manager or that a safety manager should do, you need to be highly knowledgeable. And when you are knowledgeable, then that provides you with confidence. And you have the confidence to lead, if you will, the organization through SMS implementation and maintenance. And that's probably one of the most powerful things, I think, in this power pyramid is the expertise or the knowledge. And when you want to have power, which is the ability to influence through leadership, when you want that power, your expertise is going to be huge. And I I can't say that enough. The last one, the top one, is called referent power. And this one's an interesting one, but it has to deal with charisma. And I don't know, I'm not overly concerned about charisma. I guess I should be. But this is one that how you rub people, if you will. (laughs) Whether you rub them the right way or you rub them the wrong way, whether you're well-spoken, whether you're well-kept, this is your charisma, your ability to get people to gravitate towards you. And charisma is at the top of the pyramid in terms of power. And we've seen very charismatic leaders. And the charismatic leadership is actually a type of leadership where it's the leader's charisma that allows him or her to influence, gives him or her the power to influence others to do what's needed in the organization. 
And we can also leverage that. And how do we leverage that? And obviously it comes, comes about by being friendly. We don't have to be a jerk as a safety manager. We don't have to try to ram this down people's throats. We can try to coach them through some of their doubts. We can coach them through some of their questions. We want to be there to answer questions. We want to be nice. If anybody ever saw that movie, Roadhouse, oh, I'm going back a long time here, sorry, but Roadhouse, just be nice. What if he calls me a jerk? Just be nice. And just be nice. And that charisma will go a long way in providing you the ability to influence and even influence up. They'll provide you a long way to influence individuals to get what's needed to be done. So I think that the combination of knowledge and charisma can go a long way in our profession. Because what I'm arguing, and I may be wrong, and you can tell me you're wrong. It may be different in your organization. And I know there are some organizations where it is a little bit different, but that's more the exception than the norm. But from my experience in talking to others, we don't have the bottom three tools in terms of what goes with our title. We don't have the legitimate authority. We don't have reward or punishment authority, generally speaking. So we can't use those tools in order to affect change. We can't use those tools in order to get things done in the safety management system. But if you come into the organization and you are confident and you are knowledgeable and you're able to apply that knowledge and you're able to explain these concepts in terms that your audience will understand and you're able to create beautiful analogies for people to understand and you're nice and you're understanding, you're patient, you're well-groomed, I don't know why I threw that one in there, <laughs> but, but you appear well, you speak well. I think those two tools will go a very long way in helping you to influence in order to get things done in the organization. And that's power. And that power is what we're using to influence those other people. So we don't have to have a vice president title tacked to our name. I don't think we need to have the ability to punish What I think we need to do is be really knowledgeable of our craft. And I think we also need to be charismatic and be patient and kind. And this could even uh, copy over into your day job, so to speak. Let's say safety manager is a part-time position and you're a maintenance tech or you're a pilot. Those two things, to be an expert in those positions. You're a pilot. You continuously study the best ways in aerodynamics and the best ways to handle the airplane. And you keep up on the latest industry trends. You're a mechanic. You study the best way in order to affect maintenance. You practice techniques. You understand human factors. That also goes a long way because you're knowledgeable in your craft as well as in safety management. So anyway, that's what I have for today. I hope it was informative. I hope this is something that, at the very least... Let's you scratch your head and say, I wonder how I can lean into that just a little bit more. I wonder how I can harness this idea of power without being coercive, without necessarily having the authority, but through my knowledge and my ability to be likable, if you will, how I can leverage. Now, I'm not calling you to be fake. <laughs> People see right through fake. But I'm asking you to try. Just try it. Be joyful. Every circumstance, try to find good in And just be positive and see where it takes you. Knowledgeable and positive. So anyway, I hope this was helpful. Let us know what you think. We always love to know what you think. Um, If you like the podcast, go ahead and hit the like button. If you don't like it, (laughs) I guess hit the don't like button. We want to be a good source for you to come to to help get tips, tricks, industry norms of how to do our jobs a little bit more effective. 
And that's what we're all about. As I always say, guys, thank you so much for what you do out there in helping keep the system safe. And until the next time, love you guys. Be safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.